episode 12 negotiator styles hello and welcome to episode 12 of negotiations paraphernalia a series of podcasts that would cover everything around negotiation one that will set you up for enrichment and excellence i am krishna panika joining you from dubai continuing my creative pursuits during the covid times by connecting with people across the globe to bring you interesting thoughts and invaluable insights and i continue my conversation with prakash jugani international negotiation skills trainer and a leadership coach hey prakash thanks for joining again in our previous episode we discussed how perception and beliefs change according to geography similarly there could be different styles of negotiations or different approaches negotiation that one may adopt actually you did give some example in the previous episodes like polarism etc so why don't you take us through some of the different styles of negotiation and when one should use them thanks krishna and it's always great to be back see whenever we face any conflict seemingly incompatible concerns which is what it is or when we are in a negotiation each of us tend to act differently along two human dimensions of assertiveness and cooperation i we want to achieve our objective while at the same time we have an obligation to support the other party in achieving their objective as well now based on these two conflicting areas there are five styles that a negotiator can fall under first one is the turtle turtles try to avoid conflicts and prefer to stay in their protective zone of their shells they give up their personal goals and relationships they stay away from issues over which the conflict is taking place and from the people that they are in conflict with so they just don't want to go close to those people you know they try just avoiding they believe it's easier to withdraw that is physically and psychologically from a conflict than to face it it could seem that the turtle doesn't care for either substance nor relationships however it could be a good strategy under these two circumstances firstly can your needs be met without negotiating are the ends not worth the effort of a full blown negotiation two is there more than one acceptable situation without having to negotiate an example of this uh, could be when at least when we want to be the turtle let's say i'm buying a car and i get the first prize from the seller and realize it's a ridiculous price I try to nudge the seller a little bit but seems that he's a tough guy so I simply withdraw like the turtle for two simple reasons one there are hundreds of other sellers out there in the market with the same brand same model and selling at the same or similar price secondly I'm not in a dire need to close the deal soon I'm okay to wait another one could be let's say my friend believes that it's important to go to sleep or to sleep for 8 hours every day 
but I believe that it's your quality of sleep, not the quantity. And so four hours, six hours is also okay. I understand his point of view and I just let go. And I don't argue. I don't really take that conflict into real serious stead. Although I may hold on to my understanding, I respect his point of view without imposing mine on him because it really doesn't affect me in terms of what he believes of a sleep pattern. And that's the turtle's tire. So you choose the battles you want to fight. If it ain't worth it, simply move on. Exactly. Move on because it's too minuscule or you have other equally good options in front of you. So why waste your time, energy and risk anything else in that particular negotiation? Then we have the shark. Sharks try to overpower opponents by forcing them to accept their solution to the conflict. Their goals are highly important to them and the relationship, not at all important, or let's say minor importance. They seek to achieve their goals at all costs. They are least concerned with the needs of the other person. And interestingly, they don't care if the other person likes them or dislikes them. Sharks assume that the pie is fixed and that they want to win it always, giving them a sense of pride and achievement. Losing gives them a sense of weakness, inadequacy, failure. They try to win by attacking, overpowering, overwhelming, intimidating other people sometimes. Well, it seems like uh, this person barely cares for others and is always thinking about themselves. However, it's a good strategy in these three situations. One, is your interest in a good outcome overwhelming? That is, it's more important than maintaining an ongoing relationship. Two, is this really a fixed buy situation where either you win with what you get or you lose it to the other person? And so it's one person wins, the other person definitely loses. Is that really the case here? And lastly, is this a one-off negotiation? My colleagues may try to convince me of a choice which may seem favorable for all, right? Just as an example. I do realize that their thinking stems from fear, insecurity, and sometimes even their egos. I know that the choice I have made is based on my core values and my purpose. I explained to them that my choice is based on all these aspects, but they seem attached to their side of things. I then play the role of a shark. While the relationship is of value to me, I use my purpose to guide my decisions and I'm not gonna let go just for the sake of the relationship. So when you hold on to something very dear to you or something very invaluable that you do not want to give up at any cost, you play the role of a shark. Yes, indeed. The third one is the bear. It's like the teddy bear, the cuddly, huggable ones. The relationship to a bear is of great importance, while their own goals are of little importance. Bears want to be accepted and liked by people. Their limiting belief is that conflicts cannot be discussed without damaging relationships. And it's a limiting belief. 
They're afraid that if conflict continues, someone will get hurt and that would ruin the entire relationship. Bears say, I give up my goals and let you have what you want in order for you to like me. Bears try to smooth over the conflict in fear of harming the relationship. Now, playing bear is a good style when preserving or enhancing the relationship is very important. When you're willing to lose in order to maintain the relationship, when you know that you will be negotiating over a period of time for a number of things. I remember when I was in the business of waste management and we received a contract from TCOM in the Gulf for their first four buildings at the Internet City. This was in Dubai. They had only four buildings, building number one, two, three, four. Not so much of a big deal for us in terms of our business per se. They had some peculiar demands though. Uh, we would want, uh, I mean, that's what they would say. Come on, we want you to provide us with smaller recycling bins for each of the floors in these buildings. They need to be marked for recycling appropriately. Uh, and all these were demands which are outside of the contract and they, was not, they were not really giving us any additional income at that point in time. Still, I remember convincing my boss to agree, knowing that these guys would one day be so big that we probably may not be able to care for their needs. Now, that was one of the best decisions we made. We actually took a little bit of a hit there to keep the relationship going. So our immediate goals were thrown out of the window. So what happened is this client of ours, TCOM, from the Internet City, they then built not just four, they went down to almost 15 or 20 buildings. And then they had the Media City with another 20 buildings. And Knowledge Village with another several places in terms of villas and buildings. And the rest, as we say, would be history. I mean, they just grew exponentially. The contract size became unbelievable for us. And I played the role of the bear with the Emirati gentleman who was the purchase head of TCOM at that point in time. And he was managing all the facilities. And that was such a nice game to play, to play the bear. I mean, wanted to just make sure he liked me, he liked my company, and he felt that we would not say no to anything that they wanted. That's incredible. I must say, becoming the huggable teddy sometimes pays off. Like I've mentioned before, I believe in relationships. I've had clients come to me after several years just because we connect very well. Yeah, you lose the small stakes only to win the big ones. Now you have the foxes. That's the fourth part, the fourth style. Foxes are moderately concerned with their own goals and moderately concerned about their relationships with others. They seek to compromise. They give up part of their goals and they persuade the other party to give up part of their goals once they're in a conflict. They seek the easiest way in order to find agreement for the common ground. Well, it's a good style if you're seeking a quick and easy end to a negotiation. When the solution is intended to distribute resources or other items of value, it is, or supposing it's difficult to decide whether to compete or to accommodate, the best is to go midway. 
Now, let's say, for example, two partners start a business and they contribute equal amount of capital. Although the value of the contribution in terms of the actual work into that particular business or the skills and the talent and the time they're going to put in is going to vary, just to reduce all complications, they agree to share profits equally. Another example could be, I wish to go to the beach at 6 a.m. for a swim, and my colleague says, well, 8 a.m. is better for him. We said it was 7 a.m. Not his way, not my way, the midway. I find the style being used in many places. Not my way, not your way. Let's settle this midway. Yes, looking for the middle ground, that's the easiest way out. Then we have the owl. We've saved the pest for the last. Owls highly value their own goals as well as their relationships. They view conflicts as problems to be solved and seek a solution that arrives or achieves both their own goals and the goals of the other person in the conflict. Owls see conflicts as opportunities to improve relationships by reducing the tension between two people. They try to begin a discussion that identifies the conflict as a problem by seeking solutions that satisfy both you know, the parties and the other person that uh, the owl actually is interacting with, they're able to maintain good relationships mutually. Owls are never satisfied until a solution is found that achieves both their goals and the other person's goals. And they are not satisfied until tensions and negative feelings have been totally resolved. Now, they seek to expand both in substance and relationships. It's a brilliant style when you know if the outcome is just as important as a relationship. The question you need to ask is, do you need to do more than just split the difference to ensure everyone is satisfied? Or do you have the time required to find creative solutions that meet both parties' needs? Because it does take time to play the owl where you want to really find what's the best for the other party and the best for me. And when we become a little creative, when we become a little bit more open-minded and when we are really intending to get the best for both parties, most often it's possible. But there has to be willingness from both ends and we need to have patience to try and come out with that solution. We are three colleagues living together, all right? One of us has a peculiar habit that disturbs others. And so we say, all right, you know what? We better start living separately. Now that is not going to support us as much as it is when we're going to stay together. So how what we find is in the most tactful way, we communicate with this person to see how this person can change. And we make a few internal shifts in our own setup at home so that this person's behavior does not disturb us. And that's it. We find a solution. All of us are satisfied, continue living together. The owl seems to be the wisest of all. It certainly is, Krishna. The model I shared with you is the Thomas Kilman model of resolving conflicts. 
However, there are two add-ons to this model that I wish to introduce, which will dramatically increase the way we resolve conflicts and negotiate. Firstly, we must begin any negotiation with the OWL mindset. We must set off seeking mutual gain. Now mark my words, we must begin with the OWL mindset. The emphasis is on the word mindset. Unless we have that mindset, it would be very difficult, if not impossible, to find a solution that is mutually beneficial. And secondly, it's important to be aware of what's our dominant style when we come into any negotiation or conflict. And to understand that if I go with that dominant style everywhere or in every negotiation, then I'm going to set myself up for some serious trouble. Once we know our style, which is dominant, then it's important to choose the style to the situation and the person in question. Else I'll end up like Peter. <laughs> you may be wondering, who's Peter? So Peter was a shark at work. He would want to win every contract, every project, never gave concessions to clients, wanted to win every argument, even with his own colleagues. He would want to have the last word and so on. One was the never say die attitude supported him for a long time. However, he left many clients disappointed when they sought his support. And many of his colleagues found it very difficult to work with him. Whilst this was a saga at work, he would have the same spirit even at home. And if he starts off playing games with his kids, he would initially play for the fun of it. And he would like to see how his kids are really enjoying. But all of a sudden, that shock would kick in and he would want to win that game and beat his kids blue. There you have it. Know what your style is, but be flexible enough to change your negotiation style depending on the situation. Thanks very much, Prakash. As always, brilliantly explained. Look forward to the next episodes. Thank you, Krishna. It's always been a pleasure and looking forward to the next episode. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Like always, please keep listening, sharing and supporting. Until next time, stay safe and take care.